Hi everyone, I am trying to keep up with, um, I don't want to call them requests, but I get a lot of questions daily on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter about parenting and how I handle certain things. And one that has come up recently a lot is, um, I just did air quotes, no one can see me, is my birth story. And that is something a lot of moms have started sharing to kind of bring light to taboo subjects that happen when you deliver your baby, whether it's if you medicate in any type of way um, before, during, or after having a baby, having a water birth, a doula, a midwife, an OB, whatever it is, a lot of mothers are starting to share their stories and it brings a lot of comfort to other mothers, you know, to see that other people are making the same choice that they are. And I know a lot of people need that validation from other people, you know, that they're making good choices, especially when it comes to motherhood. And if it's your first time, you know, becoming a mother, or even if it's not, um, motherhood's just really hard in general. And mothers get kind of, I don't want to say talked down to, but they do. And everything you do is critiqued and people are constantly watching you, whether it's family, friends, social media, there's just a lot of pressure that goes into it and it can weigh pretty heavily. So, you know, I've been talking to my mom's friends who just became mothers or have had a space between their children or just in general about parenting. And so I got um, a few questions about my birth for each of my children because each one has been drastically different. So I am going to get on here and share that with you. So I had my first child the day after my 22nd birthday. And I just had my last child a month after my 32nd birthday. So a decade gap in there. Um, When I had my son, I went into labor at 10 o'clock in the morning. My water broke. And... Um, I walked from my doctor's office across the parking lot to the hospital, and um, I checked in. They got me hooked up to IVs because I was dehydrated and super anemic going in. And, you know, if you're anemic or your blood's not clotting properly, it can be pretty dangerous when you um, go into, like, full labor and start the whole delivery process. Um... I actually requested um, an epidural, but much to my great luck, when they sat me up to do it, my son was already coming out. (laughs) So we had to put a pin in that, and I just had to go straight into pushing. Um, And then things got pretty scary at that point because my son got wedged a little, and my doctor really had to get in there and work him out. And then there was this brief moment where it was super quiet and it seemed like it lasted a lifetime where my doctor was saying breathe 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 and I couldn't like make out if it was for me or for my son but my son started breathing I started breathing everything was fine um they got him wrapped up and then um his dad's family was there my family and then like a ton of our friends So as soon as he was out and they got me cleaned up and just, you know, kind of stitched back together, 
everyone came in to the room and the room was super tiny. Um, at that time, the hospital was going under a remodel, which I was really looking forward to delivering at because it was the birthing suites were going to be super beautiful. They are super beautiful, but I didn't get to deliver in them because I went to labor early and I had to deliver in this tiny room. And then when they did take me to the other side, it wasn't as nice because a lot of the stuff had been taken out for the remodel. And then it was pretty standard after that. Like we stayed our 24 hours and then, you know, they released us to go back home and there was no fancy frills or anything at that time. You know, Pinterest didn't really exist. Neither did Instagram. So, you know, it was very kind of peaceful and just quiet. There was nothing to be show offy about. Nobody had those wreaths on their doors or anything like that during that time period. And I, the only thing that I would have probably changed about it if I could was how many people came to the hospital. Um, I think it was like 30 or 40 like individual people came to see us. And that is something that I just did not allow for my next children. Um, it just, it was draining. I was so tired by the time I left because they allowed visitors as early as 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. at that time. And so we got no rest. Like we were up all day. People just kept dropping by. And I requested, you know, like a nap period. And they didn't really follow that. So I was just fully, fully drained. And I kind of feel like it took away from the experience a little bit in that aspect because I didn't really enjoy like those first 24 hours with my baby. And it kind of gave me this sense of guilt because I was just so exhausted from having to entertain so many people. And then when we went home, it was the same thing. Everyone was trying to come over. And I do know that people mean well by that, but nobody wants people to come over when they're dirty and their house is messed up. Like just nobody wants that. So I was like having to clean and, you know, do all that. So it was just exhausting, but it was a good humbling life and learning experience looking back on it. And then four years later, well, four years and two months later, I had my first daughter and I um, delivered at the same hospital I delivered my son at. Um, I had the same doctor caring for me through my entire pregnancy. Um, I decided that I still wanted to do the natural approach with my labor and delivery, um, no medications, no pain medications, no um, just anything that I thought was unnecessary. Like I got the IVs for fluid and then um, in my iron because I'm always anemic. But other than that, I didn't want Pitocin or an epidural or anything. And I stuck to that. Um, my doctor actually wasn't able to deliver my daughter, um, he ended up going out of town because I went past my due date and he checked me the day before he left and was just like, you have zero progress. Like this baby is not coming. I'll see you when I get back. And then my water broke two or three days later and he was supposed to come back the next day. So, um, I was very anxious about that cause I didn't want someone pushing me to do stuff. A lot of doctors are like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this you know, this is how it's going to be. And I don't like that, especially when there's no medical reason for it. Um, But the doctor that delivered my daughter was this really sweet man. He um, told me, you know, like, we're going to do it how you want to do it unless I need to step in for medical reasons, which I absolutely 
loved. And then um, I actually got to catch my daughter when she came out. Um, she started coming out, and he was like, here you go, like, grab her. And my belly was pretty big still, so it was kind of hard to actually pull her out. But I did my best, and then um, we got some really good pictures of it. And the whole experience was just really calm because when she was born, the lights were um, dimmed in the room. And I think I pushed maybe three times and I had no tearing or anything like that. And that birthing experience right there is still out of all four of my children, my favorite because it was so calm. Like like the doctor was calm. The nurses were calm. I was calm. My daughter's dad was calm. It was just quiet. There was like no screaming, no drama, nothing. It was, oh, it's to this day so beautiful to me. And um, because with my son, everyone was there. When my daughter was born, I didn't tell anyone. I told my job, like, hey, I'm not coming to work. I'm having a baby. And I didn't post on social media or anything. So I didn't want anyone bothering me. I didn't want anyone coming up there. I just wanted to focus on having my baby and enjoying those first moments with her without everyone else trying to suck them up. Like, have your own babies, people. I know that sounds rude, but... (laughs) I just really wanted those moments and I got those with her. Like I got to just hold her and nurse her and bond with her without my phone buzzing, without people coming in and out of my room. And it was just amazing. And a lot of people told me to get a birth photographer, but I didn't even want that. I didn't want anybody around. I just wanted me and my baby and that was it. And I got that. And I am so thankful to this day that I was able to have that experience with her and Um, My hospital stay as well was just super sweet. The nurses were really nice. They came in, checked on her, checked on me. But for the most part, just left us to do our own thing. And um, when I went home, you know, we kind of, we told some people once we went home that she was on the earth. (laughs) And, you know, it was just really nice. We didn't have a lot of visitors. I, you know, just kind of dodged that for a while and was able to just really, really focus on her and her needs and, you know, being a mother to another baby. And um, I had my third child um, three and a half years ago. She'll be four in April. And my labor and everything with her was completely different. Um, my water with my first two broke in the morning and then I had them in the afternoon with her my water broke in the evening it was around five six o'clock and I just finished the day I was like over it and then my water breaks and I went through a full labor um and she was going to be my last child so at that point I think I was like seven or eight centimeters I'm like screw it. I'm getting an epidural. I have nothing to prove to anyone. I am just over it. Like this labor is lasting forever and my contractions were so strong and I had back labor and I was nauseous and I was dizzy and I got my epidural and then right after that I started going into distress. She was going into distress. Her heart rate was all over. Mine was all over. I ended up getting put on oxygen And again, my doctor was not there to deliver my child. My doctor who um, delivered my first 
was supposed to deliver my second. He was out of town. When I had my third, he was no longer delivering anymore. So he referred me to um, a colleague of his who he had actually trained with and everything. So I had my full trust in this doctor. And then I go into labor and he's sick to where he can't come like, and I am panicked. And this woman doctor comes in. And by the way, I've always had male doctors because I feel like they're very cut and dry when it comes to the medical field. Like they don't sugarcoat anything. And I'm just like knowing yes or no, as black and white as possible. I don't need any sugarcoating or special treatment. That's just how I've always been. And so this woman comes in and she's the attending doctor that night. And she works at the same practice as my doctor. And she comes in and she's like, I'm going to give you five more minutes if you want. And if your baby does not come down, we're going to have a C-section. And at that point, I'm like, I've already been in labor long enough. Let's just go. I'm not questioning your medical advice or expertise or anything. You say I need a C-section. Let's go. So I ended up having an emergency C-section. Thankfully, because I got the epidural, they didn't have to knock me out um, because things went downhill super fast. And I'm glad I wasn't being stubborn with this baby and trying to ride it out. So I had my epidural, I have my C-section, everything goes really smoothly, my baby comes out, and for something that's supposed to be really high stress because it is a major surgery, the way my doctor and nurse handled it, I was very at ease with the whole situation. Um, We go into recovery, and my doctor comes in, and she's like, kind of has this like dazed look, and I'm talking to her, and she was like, I've never had or seen someone lose so much blood. She was like, that was interesting to me. And then upon speaking to her, we find out that there was issues with my placenta and like the baby's cord and all kinds of stuff. And it was kind of just almost a miracle that we both survived that labor and delivery. And I loved her really raw honesty with it, but it kind of, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it scared me, but I'm glad that we're fine now and we don't have any issues and she doesn't have any long-term issues and I don't have any issues but it's crazy how different each labor and delivery can be with the same mom and that's why I tell people you know like you may have a birth plan but ultimately your baby decides how they're gonna come out and it's not your like birth story it's your baby's birth story it's all about your baby sorry moms (laughs) like you can plan all you want and I always tell people don't get your hopes up just calm down let it take its path and journey because that's just how it has to go and I have to do a continuation of round three for those of you that do know me um those of you who don't this is some real raw mom honesty for you My third baby to this day, she's a toddler now, was the most wild, difficult, nerve-wracking, and draining baby and child. Um, When I had her, she would not stop screaming. She cried nonstop. I would nurse her, and when she was nursing was the only time she wasn't crying. It got so bad that the second day we were in the hospital... I asked the nurses to take her. I was like, I've never, and I've always been scared of someone kidnapping my baby at the hospital. 
but I was like, someone please take her. Like, my brain hurts. She won't stop screaming. The nurse comes in, and she's looking at me, and she can just tell that I'm frazzled. And she was like, are you okay? And I looked at her, and I 100% was joking, but I'm like, now I understand why people, you know, put their babies in those boxes outside, you know, because the hospitals are safe places. And she just stared at me, and I'm like, I am kidding, but... I could not have imagined my third being my first baby because I would have scheduled a tubal. I would have had them tie my tubes immediately because she was so difficult. And, um, yeah, just nerve-wracking. I had them take her to the nursery, and then they brought her back because she got kicked out of the nursery because she would not stop screaming and upsetting the other babies. And this is when it comes in that um hospitals aren't always prepared for everything and don't know a lot about certain things and then that being um tongue and lip ties which go along with breastfeeding and the lactation consultant completely missed that all three of them that came in to see her so she wasn't getting enough in but then because she was wedged and had to come out via c-section her neck was um really extended on one side and she kind of had like a kink on the other side so she was just she was in pain she was uncomfortable she's a newborn she has no way of telling me that so I had no idea that was a thing no one had ever said anything about it I had not read about it nothing um one of my really good mom friends and she if she listens to this she's gonna know this is about her um came and was like she needs to see a chiropractor and she has a lip tie and a tongue tie and I'm just like what so I had to go down that journey I had to find a dentist to laser her tongue and lip tie do all of that we had to relearn how to nurse and she went to the chiropractor got adjusted and just became like a completely different baby than the one that came out of me Um, and that is something I am adamant about telling new mothers when their babies are born, if they're super fussy or they're having time, a hard time nursing or anything. I'm like tongue and lip ties, get them to a chiropractor. It will completely change your baby and your life. And you'll be able to like really bond with your baby after that because they won't be screaming all the time. And oh my gosh, just looking back on it. I don't know how we survived it because it was pure torture pure torture and for my final baby who may or may not be my last baby um at the beginning of my pregnancy I really wanted to try a v-back which is a vaginal birth after a c-section um I felt that that was something I could totally do i would had two natural births already my doctor was on board you know we're good but towards the seventh eighth month my baby kept flipping back and forth from being breached to being sideways upside she was all over the place and my doctor finally was like if you don't go into natural labor by this date we're gonna have a c-section because I don't want any complications I care about you I care about your baby and this is just what I feel comfortable as a medical professional doing and I agreed to it I was like all right sounds great got everything in line for our delivery, we planned our C, or yeah, we put our C section on the schedule. 
and just waited until it happened. My water didn't break, so I had to go in for my C-section. And um, I have never had a major planned surgery. I've never had surgery before. The only other surgery I ever had was my previous C-section, which just happened. Like I had no prep to it. And everyone said go having a planned C-section is way easier because you go into it you know, knowing, but for me, it wasn't. It was so nerve wracking. I didn't sleep the night before. I was so anxious and nauseous and just so stressed and they could all feel it when I went into the hospital. Um, The nursing team who was getting me prepped for surgery just kept telling me, breathe, you're going to be fine. Your doctor's amazing. Um, The co-surgeon that was there is like one of the best. The team's the best. You'll be fine. You'll be great. Calm down. And I'm like, I can't calm down. I am so stressed. And I was trying not to cry. And I'm trying not to let anyone know that I am freaking out. Like, just sweaty. And I kept feeling like I was going to pass out. And then they get me from the pre-op room. Get me in my um, hospital gown. And they walk me to the OR. And it is weird being on the other side. Because I used to be a scrub tech of a surgery. And now I know how patients feel going because I've never been on that side. So you walk into this bright OR, it's super sterile and just not warm or inviting. Like it's just sterile. And they have you get on a table. And then I was holding hands with a nurse while the anesthesiologist gives me my spinal block, which is weird, 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 weird. Because as soon as they put it in, by the time you swivel on the table and lay down, your whole body is just... A noodle that you can't feel and they get you strapped in and then um they called in my daughter's dad and they're like hey come sit by her head we're about to do this your baby's gonna be here in under a minute and I'm just like wait what like I this just started and that's how quick it is we got a video of it it was literally like 35 second long video of them just popping my water pulling her out and she's here and then the longest process is them putting all my guts back in basically I don't know a nicer way to say it where they just pack everything back in there sew your muscles back, sew your skin back you know keep you alive (laughs) and that was that and then we go into recovery from there and my surgery and my surgeons were absolutely amazing my post care at the hospital was terrible Um, a lot of things were not ideal for anybody and it's something that's like weighed heavily on me because I just imagine other first-time moms being in that same hospital with those same nurses and getting the treatment that I got and it was just it was not good like my post-op care with the hospital was terrible and that kind of just made the whole experience not good and just kind of overly emotional for me because I'm trying to do the best that I can and I felt like I couldn't do what I wanted or be just comfortable in general because of how everything was set up. And I have to do a part two of round four because I know questions will come up. Um, My post care at the hospital, um, I am pretty sufficient on my own, like I'm not a new mother. But my surgery and everything went well. My recovery just kind of took longer. I had a spinal 
and they gave me more pain medication than I probably ever would have taken and I didn't ask for it they just had it on an IV and it made it really hard for me to move around but at the same time they were like you need to get up you need to move around and um they kept coming in and waking me up every two hours but it turned into be every hour because they didn't have me and my baby on the same vital schedule so every hour someone was coming in to take either her vitals or my vitals or get me out of bed no matter what time it was and it was just really exhausting but then whenever we did need help like I really wanted to take a shower I paged them in the morning and nobody came and we paged them again and nobody came and I was just like what is going on like are there a lot of other women here like are they short staffed no one would say anything so my boyfriend actually had to like help me do everything and it was one of those really like humbling experiences but also nobody wants their significant other to see them like that you know like he had to help me change this giant diaper that I'm wearing for like postpartum bleeding and he had to help me take a shower and get dressed and like put my clothes on and like take care of my incision and do nipple cream and just all this stuff and he was amazing with that like if I had to do it by myself I probably would have lost my mind but I am just so grateful and thankful that I had him there with me and that he was able to be off from work and I just I don't know what how it could have gone without him because it was just miserable and then I kept telling the nurses certain things like hey my baby has a lip tie can I please talk to someone my baby's tongue tied can I please talk to someone I have this crazy rash like can someone please tell me what's causing it and I just kind of get dismissed the entire time and it really like even still sits heavily on me not for my own personal well-being but I think of other brand new mothers coming into the world and them getting that care and how it had to have been so just awful for them you know because being a new mom is hard being a mom in general is hard and that just always makes me sad because I feel like mothers don't get enough support as it is and then you're in a place where it's supposed to be supporting and you don't get it so that was just the little add-on that I needed to put in there for baby number four Lastly, I just want to add that every baby and every mom and every delivery is different and it may not always happen or end up the way that you wanted or planned to, but that is the beauty in it because it becomes your own original story that only you have. Nobody else has it. No one else gets to live that life and I am just really thankful at the end of all of it to have had the experiences I had and to gain the knowledge that I have now because I feel like it allows me to be more sympathetic to my other mom friends and other babies and just the world in general because, you know, some of us have a baby where it just pops out, we're good, we snap right back because I've been that mom and others have a long delivery, a long labor, a long recovery, and your body's pretty wrecked for a while. And I've also been that mom. And I feel like society puts so much pressure on mothers to be perfect and to not complain about motherhood because it's a blessing and to just put on this like fake I got it persona. And I am just not about that. Like I can't be 
sometimes I give my friends a little too raw of a truth, but I just feel like it's something that you have to know and be aware of and not be ashamed of either. There are days that are super hard. There are days that are super easy. And that's just motherhood and parenting and being a mom and being a woman and working and everything. It's just there's so much that goes into it. And it just makes it all so beautiful and unique at the end. Once you get out of the chaos, you know, the sunshine after the rain, it's just really cool to look back on and be appreciative for all the experiences that you get, whether they're good or bad. At the end of the day, it makes, you know, everything unique and it makes it yours. So thanks for listening. Um, I'm always open to comments or questions or anything you have. Have a wonderful day.